that is a great reverse engineer of a website limitation. Exactly. Let's see what the tools are going to give us, and then we'll just build everything from there. <laughs> Images have the power to transform us. Great visual storytelling through photos, video, design, and sound have the power to move us from logic and reasoning to an emotionally driven state. Our behaviors and actions, especially as consumers, are driven by emotion. This makes visual branding the most powerful tool in your marketing machine. My name's Alec Watson. I'm a visual branding specialist. I've worked with brands ranging from pop stars to presidents. I had an unusual career that started with gold and platinum records and music production and moved on to my first love of photography and filming. I'm excited to learn with you from business luminaries I work with, look up to, and admire. I want to make a difference in your life by raising the power of your visual brand. In three, two, one. Okay, great. So we should start. We should, we should just start. Yeah, we're totally on, yeah, we're totally on track. Oh, my goodness. World's worst introduction to today's distinguished guest. We had so much fun just catching up. I didn't even hit record. So rather than fake it, you know, we're just going to dive right in. I have Jen Kramer with me on the Your Visual Brand podcast today. Jen is a teacher and lecturer at Harvard University, has been for the last nine years, a video training educator. You'll find her all over LinkedIn Learning, an author. And Jen also led me through my capstone project at Harvard and honestly made it way, way better than I ever thought it could be. Jen has a gift, and that is making learning easy. Oh, that's so nice. We all have uh, businesses that we're promoting or a side hustle. Jen, you took your new business from zero, kind of like I'm doing, to like a hit right off the bat. Yes. You did this with a launch that you called uh, 30 Days of HTML. And we, we both know that I am no HTML expert, <laughs> but I think the inspiration here is is how you put this launch together. I know I would love to learn from you, or in this case, continue to learn from you. Sure, sure. So uh, a, few, a few things. One is that after nine years, I am, uh, I've been told that due to budget cuts and uh, a hiring freeze, I am going to be departing my job at Harvard University where I've been teaching for nine years. And so I was looking for, starting to think about a transition and what I'm going to do going forward. And one of the best places to start is with an email list. So I thought, okay, so I need to build an email list and I need to provide some sort of compelling something to get people to want to sign up for my email list so I have things to sell them in the future. So that was, that was my first big goal overall. Then the second thing was I teach for a living. I just love teaching in any kind of form that I can come up with. I teach asynchronously, I teach synchronously, I teach academically, I teach video courses, I do all kinds of things. So I thought, well, okay, I'm going to do a course. <laughs> so it was the second thing that I thought of. And then the third thing was, all right, so what is a common misconception, a common problem that I see in the world of web development today that I could address in a short period of time that would be of interest to a wide audience. And so I thought of HTML, which is the foundation of any web page. We promise not to get any geekier than this. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> it is the basic basics <laughs> of a web page. And, uh, but unfortunately, a lot of today's professional developers are not fluent in HTML. 
So uh, I didn't expect that they would ever give me money to teach them something that they thought was incredibly basic. But it was something that was interesting and something that they should know about. And I thought, well, if I give it away, maybe they'll sign up. They'll see that I am a good instructor. I can give them a short lesson, give them a few little exercises at the end and sort of package that up, do it for 30 days. It'll be great. And so I put it out there into the world. I got some slow signups at first. And then one of the big social media people in my industry picked it up and retweeted it. Uh, his name's Chris Coyer. He runs a site called CSS Tricks that everybody in the industry knows about. And he has about like 200,000 followers or something. And then it just took off in terms of the uh, people signing up for it. Then when we got all the way to the start of it, I had about mm, five, 600 people who were on that list, which had already exceeded my expectations. I thought 200, 300 names after 30 days, maybe that would be great. Now, I'd already exceeded that from the first day. And then uh, as it went on out, Chris Coyier again put up a post for me later on on his website talking about something that I had talked about uh, around day four of this challenge. And that drove another giant wave of people coming in. Other people started picking it up and mentioning it in their email newsletters and pointing people to the site. I've had people sign up all the way. Today's day 30, actually. I just finished. <laughs> and I had awesome. people, yeah, I had people sign up all the way until the end. And uh, so I've ended with 1,567 subscribers, which is just mind-blowing to me. I had no idea it would ever get this big. That's um, absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's such incredibly fast growth. Most, most people would think, you know, that's my goal for the year. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, and I can also tell you, like, in terms of general stats and so forth, these people are engaged. So... I am getting open rates of usually, uh, probably on average, about 33%. At the beginning, they were way more engaged. Towards the end, it's fallen off a little bit, but probably about yeah. 30 to 33% the whole way through, which is, again, an incredible engagement rate as well. That's amazing. Yeah. So how did you come up with the idea for this? Because now, you know, m most of us aren't HTML experts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But the That's through okay. line the, yeah, the through line for this is that you took something that you saw somewhere else that was working and applied it to your own business. And you did it in this really fantastic way. I, I in fact I'm I'm probably going to, you know, steal the whole idea. You totally like, should. That, that that is it was awesome. But I, I would love to hear about how how this came about. Yeah. So one of the things that's really big in our industry right now is a thing called a hundred days of code. And you'll find a lot of people signing up to do 100 days of code right now, quote, signing up, meaning that they tweet something every day for 100 days as they work through various coding tutorials on the internet. Uh, a group of people that I follow have started with a thing called 100 days of no code. <laughs> and they're using no code tools like Wix and Squarespace and so forth to build websites and things. Uh, you see people doing, you know, 10 weeks to great abs. So you see all of these kinds of, uh, or, or couch, five, couch to 5K was a, was a big thing a while back. You see all of these sort of plans where you're, someone is going to take you through one step at a time in a, in a series. And so what I did was I applied that to HTML. I, the first thing I did was just brainstorm a giant list of like, what are 30 topics I could come up with for HTML? And I actually wrote each one of them on a sticky note. 
<laughs> laid them all out okay. on a table. Yeah. <laughs> so h- how many in, in total did, or did you just like reach 30? I, I just kept going you... until I thought that's probably 30. Okay. Um, I could have probably gone a little bit further and looked for like pairs because I wound up doing a lot of pairs. There are a lot of tags that are kind of similar in HTML. Mm-hmm. And so you could present two things in a day. Uh, but but I just lay them all out on a table. And then I started to think about like, how are these things related? And I grouped them together into these short units. So between four and six days or so uh, became a unit of content. Okay. So I had a theme that was going for a few days. Four to six days, you could almost call it like a, a weekday kind of unit for, unit for your week. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And um, so I branded the whole thing as 30 days of HTML, the hashtag and all the rest of it. And I came up with a logo. Um, and then my partner in this enterprise, her name is Erica Lee. She's from Indiana University, and she's very good at graphic design. She took my uh, logo that I created in Canva. And she created unit logos based on that initial logo that would describe each of those units that we were going to be doing. There were seven of those units in total. I have to say that the branding on this was really, really good. Yay! So how, how much did it change from when you created something in Canva till you actually got it, you know, not to in, insult your design. <laughs> <laughs> I am not I, a designer. But no, as you, as you said, you're not a designer. Because I, I, I think things like that are a really handy tool yeah. that most of us have. It's just like we can go to Canva, we can start with something there, and mm-hmm. then we can pass it along to somebody who does have the design chops. How much did it uh, change after you had made something in Canva? Yeah. So the thing I made in Canva was really simple. I made a circle. I found a, a, a little logo-y kind of thing with angle brackets and a slant. And then type 30 days of HTML in a, in a semicircle around it. That was it. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then pass it along as the, this is the, the idea. And I, I think that, I think it's a great way to do things. As, yeah. a, as a designer, it's kind of maybe, it, it's like uh, being a writer where if somebody gives you a blank piece of paper, it's just like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I've got a lot to learn. But, exactly. you know, uh, a non-designer brings you something that's kind of, flushed out here's the here's the idea you can take the ball and run with it yeah yeah so uh the the hard parts for me as a non-designer are always things like colors and typography and so fortunately i had already chosen my email platform for this which is called substack okay substack s-u-b-s-t-a-c-k substack.com and in the free version which is I, I tried to use all free tools for this because i was giving away this course i did not want to spend money <laughs> where i didn't have to uh, so in the free version of substack i was uh, able to set up my email newsletter it gave me limited choices in terms of the fonts and it would generate pairs for me so i could just keep hitting the refresh button on it and it would show me different pairs of fonts and I picked uh, one. Yeah, yeah, I picked one that I liked, which was this very blocky sans serif, dark black headlines and a very classic sort of um, serif font face for the main text. Yes. Nice and contrasty. Yeah. I took that sans serif blocky font, uh, which turned out to be, I think, Open Sans, and I dropped that into Canva and that became the font that we used for the other graphics. Well, that is a great reverse engineer of... Yeah. 
a website limitation. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see what the tools are going to give us, and then we'll just build everything from there. <laughs> N- nicely played. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I've also never thought of doing that. I am always doing stuff the other way around. Here's what we make, and now I've got to challenge myself to how on earth are we going to make this look right on the web page exactly. or, or in or in email or, or wherever this is going to be seen. If mm-hmm. we do that backwards, yep, yep. start See with, with what's tool. going to be seen right. and then and match that. that wow. Yep, That's yep. A let's good see end. what the tool gives us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I look, at, look how much I've learned already. I just, I've, I've been lear- learning from you for like over a year now. It just gets better and it, doesn't, it just doesn't stop. Oh, that's so nice. So that was one of the things that we did. And then Erica took it and I had just picked out sort of a basic blue because I like blue. And uh, I'm really never very picky about colors. So she went to a website called flaturicolors.com. I have not heard of this. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it either. And uh, Flat UI Colors, for whatever reason, puts together giant rainbow colored palettes and they assigned each of them a country name. I don't know why. We picked the German palette because why not? <laughs> okay. I don't think it has anything to do with Germany whatsoever, but it's called the German palette. <laughs> there is no beer or nope. schnitzel in there. Or, yes. No, no. Uh, it, it has lovely names for the colors, though. We have um, mm. fusion red, reptile green, um, boy zone as a blue color. So uh, anyway, it gives you names for all these colors. It lets you copy the codes those hex codes which are the way you do color on the web and then we uh, erica applied those to the unit logos and then we applied that put them in substack and again substack was very limited in its interface so we could change a background color and we could assign sort of a main color for buttons which was blue (laughs) of course any color you would like especially if you like blue and that's what we could do yeah yeah. So then one day in Canva, I took all of the various uh, lovely banner logos that we had and I put them together sort of in a collage and I made social media uh, uh, graphics. So I have a, a big long banner that would go on something like buy me a coffee or YouTube or something like that. A big uh, sort of long but but short banner in terms yeah. of height. Yes. Yeah. And then um, uh, a couple of other various collage sort of presentations like that. And that wound up being the basis of our branding. Nerdy question Mm -hmm. on uh, your banner. When you've got text in it, JPEG or PNG? Well, in this particular case, because these were flat colors, basic text, they are saved as PNG, the Portable Network Graphic. And uh, Canva will download those for you by default, and it will give you a nice transparent background. I figured seeing as how that, you know, you're the expert in the field in that area. I suspected <laughs> that you were maybe going somewhere different than a JPEG, you know, not, not to try and make myself sound smart or something for a second, but, uh, no. well, remember JPEGs are my territory and Precisely. I suspected that, uh, you were going with a, a different, a different version. Precisely. JPEG for joint photographic experts group. Remember <laughs> it's, it's in the okay. name. That's okay. what they're for. So, and just quickly, why would, why would you choose uh, one for a banner? Why would you not output a JPEG for a banner? Because the JPEG is for the Joint Photographic Experts Group. It is designed specifically for photos, and it is designed to produce small file sizes for photos. 
Whereas a PNG does a couple of things that a JPEG doesn't do. A PNG will give you that transparent background that's not baked into the JPEG file format. And uh, a PNG will give you a smaller file size for faster downloads, and uh, especially with things that are logo-ish or type-ish, that kind of thing. Um, so you can't, you can't take a transparent background and apply it to a JPEG. That doesn't work, uh, just to be clear for your audience. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for um, nerding out with me on JPEGs yeah. and PNGs. <laughs> okay. So you've, you've created this, mm-hmm. and it, it's like Field of Dreams. You, you made it, and, 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 and they, they came. Yes. I, surprising. They, they showed up. Still so, amazed. So where, where did you start with like letting people know? Uh, well, so I have uh, some a small, small-ish, I guess, Twitter following. Of, I have um, I'm closing in on about 7,000 followers now. And that tends to be where the geeks hang out. So uh, I did okay. a lot of work on Twitter because that's where my people are. Yeah. I have a, a very small Facebook group of about... Uh, a little over 500-ish uh, people where I posted some things. That doesn't really produce anything for me, but for the people that like it, it's there. There was a women's web developer group where Erica posted some uh, information about the 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 uh, challenge, and we got a lot of people coming in from that. And, um, and I continue to post on LinkedIn because, of course, this is uh, uh, career-related. And so the, my LinkedIn connections value this kind of information. And so that helped to generate some stuff as well. Yeah, but, I mean, you got great numbers going to your email list yeah. from from like pretty small lists you know yeah. not, not to insult your your list nope. I'm, I'm just more impressed that for you know the the numbers that you managed to pull off that those are really amazing numbers yeah yeah i am uh i'm really amazed <laughs> yeah still kind of still kind of shocked by it all <laughs> now how long did it take you to build the the 30 days uh so basically every day i would spend probably about two hours in the afternoon doing a little bit of writing and then when I got up in the morning I'd do another two hours so each one of these was way too much work so my <laughs> I was yeah. impressed with the amount of work when I saw w- yeah. what went in yeah 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 so the so reflecting on the process I would not do 30 days I would a try try something shorter more like 10 days uh, second, I would not run over the weekends because I was doing 30 days. I did 30 days over the weekend, got over it. over yeah. the weekend. And of course, the because this is a professionally oriented newsletter, most of the traffic came in Monday to Friday, fewer people on the weekends, uh, which wasn't necessarily a bad thing. They always did come back and read it afterwards, but yes. it meant that I was doing a lot of work on the weekends that I would prefer not to do. Yeah, and I would like to have to some more time to recharge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I would recommend more like a 10-day kind of thing, five days plus five days, uh, or or 15 if you wanted to go a little bit longer, but but don't do any more than that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is awesome advice. Uh, I am totally going to um stealing's not the right word i heard i heard it the other day I, you know who it was it was michael buble talking about his impressions uh-huh. and he was he was just like you know if you take it from one person it's stealing 
But if you take it from a whole bunch of people, that's just developing a style. Correct. So I am going to take this and develop a little bit of style around this. It's such an awesome takeaway. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Obviously, I stole from others, right? I didn't <laughs> yes. come up with 30 days on my own. So yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see what you're going to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So, so that is awesome. Thank you so much. Um, really uh, appreciate your your time and uh, edu- education wise not gonna lie uh, high point in my education life so that's Aww. just that's just a personal shout out Yay! so thank, thank you for that and and thank you for for showing up to, to chat about this today thank you and for future for you uh, man the future is so bright if you can <laughs> if you can pull off those kind of numbers in 30 days like one year from now like wow I don't think there's going to be uh, any issues in terms of the growth of. And does the business have a name? Like, what? Where am I gonna? Where am I gonna send people to? Oh, you're so nice. Uh, you can come and follow me at jenkramer.org, and that's Kramer with a K. And you can sign up for my newsletter there, or you can visit me on Substack at jenforweb.substack.com. Well, Jen, so great to have you here today and totally looking forward to future conversations where I will hit the record button early, early and often. If you believe in good karma and who doesn't, it would sure make a difference to me and my family if you took a couple of minutes to leave me a review, five stars, subscribe to this podcast or tell a couple of friends about it. When a big company hires me to come and film or photograph their campaigns, there's a bunch of things that I do that are pretty much the same every time. I have codified this, and between my master's education at Harvard in learning how to be an online digital educator and my experience as a creative, I have created an online course called Your Visual Brand. It is the easy button to get you everything you need to know about the art of visual branding so you can engage your audience through campaigns, social media, and websites like a boss. This truly is my legacy project, and if I can make a difference in lives, man, that would be awesome. In the meantime, go create some art. Be a creative. Take a look around you and see the beauty. Take some photos, share it online, and make the world a better and more beautiful place. All right, here we go. Here we go. In three, two, 